thanks for stopping by. Remember to follow the Gilded Cast on Instagram. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. And don't forget to rate it and review it. This week, I want you to meet Althea Stevens, candidate for District 16 of the New York City Council in 2021. Here's what we talked about. Hello, hello, Althea Stevens. How are you? I'm doing well. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, it's so great to meet you um, and to get to talk a little bit about District 16. Yes. What music are you listening to right now? I am an old soul. I I pretty much listen to like R&B and neo soul. And if you listen to my playlist, you would think it was like 1998 because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious like I I'm an old soul so whether I'm I'm listening to 90s R&B or I'm listening to like some Tiana Taylor I love me some her um and I'm just like an old soul if I'm listening to any type of rap it's definitely from the 90s I necessarily have a go-to song um like I said I, I just really listen to a lot of neo soul and um soulful music um about a week ago like literally like new year's eve and new year's day i was listening to a lot of gospel because that's just what my spirit needed um it's interesting this journey and running for office has made me so much more spiritual than i was before i was telling my grandmother that um because my grandma she's one she had us in church every sunday and in the choir and you know i grew up in the church and i was telling her i was like you know grandma like you taking us to church every sunday really actually helped me and prepared me to get to this moment because um, I'm constantly just leaning on God and leaning on my ancestors and and making sure that I'm grounded. So really whatever my spirit is telling me I need to, to listen to is what I listen to. So whether that's gospel, neo-soul, a little 90s hip-hop, just whatever my spirit is telling me. I was listening to your podcast, of course, and that is something that it's a recurring theme in what you guys talk about. You and Amoy on your podcast, On The Run, um, how you you talk about running for office and elected office, like that it was put on your heart. It was put on your heart to run, that God put it on your heart. And, um, and you talk about praying on things and to process feelings um, and experiences. And I think that's really beautiful. Like a bunch of men, you tell them like, you should run. And they're like, they're like talking about? yeah, I was already going to run. What you talking about? It's already on my list. But I think right. I want to say thank you for hearing that because I feel like I do say that a lot and it is a recurring theme and it's a recurring theme because I need people to hear it um, in the sense of understanding what your purpose is. And it took me a long time to get here. Um, and I think about when I was about like 27, I remember I kept telling everybody, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? You're 27. I'm like, Nah, I need to figure this out because I knew that it was something else for me. And I didn't know it was this, right? I didn't like understand that this was the moment that I was like being prepared for. Um, but if you don't ever stop and listen and be still, you'll never get there. So I say it so much because it's really about, I want people to hear that, to understand that everything isn't for you. And you got to understand that you're going to have a lot of setbacks so you can have a lot of get back. So it is about this process took me, I did not make this decision. God put this on my heart and said, this is what I need you to do. And this is your assignment. And so I'm just, and, and with all the love and support that I'm getting, it is evident that this is my assignment. Um, 
because it's been a journey. And to be honest, I started out not knowing anything. Like I was like, I'm a run, but how do you do this? Like, where do you go? How, how do you start this? Um, <laughs> like there's no playbook. But then the other thing is I wasn't in a political scene. I was on the other side being an activist and an organizer and a youth developer. Since I'd made the decision about a year ago, me and my treasurer, who is now also my campaign manager, because that's how us women do, we just be like, nah, we got this. Um, and it was just me and my little old treasurer, who was a woman, because I was very intentional about making sure women were leading my team. We've been getting it done and figuring it out. And I swear, it is a daily conversation me and her have where we're saying, shout out to Kate Connolly, that is my campaign manager and treasurer, who has been kicking butt. And I know I'm probably only going to have her for a year because I've realized, and she she hasn't realized yet, her purpose is to get other progressive women of color elected. That's the other reason why we started, me and Amoy started our podcast on the run NYC, because we really wanted this process to be transparent and also create a space for the next generation. Running for office is about creating a space so that we can have other women and people of color running. I think that what happens is you end up having people who have not been in these different spaces to really push some of this thinking forward, right? Like if you never had a person working in youth development in this space, then they can't say, oh, if we cut this program, how's, how, what those ripple effects are going to be. So I think it's important for not just to have a race diversity, but we also need a, a diversity of ideas and perspectives. I love that story about your campaign manager. I managed a campaign in 2014 um, after having done just one other campaign before that. I was 24 and it was for an assembly candidate in Washington Heights. It was a woman. When I, like, when I would tell people, especially at 24, 25, like, I ran, oh yeah, I've run a campaign. They're like, we need more women running campaigns. Not to mention we need more women running, but we need more women running the it's campaign. True. We ended up hiring a deputy campaign manager who's also a woman of color. Her name is Siri as well. And she came in, she's from the Gafuno, um, the Gafuno community. And it's just been really good because she's another one who has no political experience, right? This is something that she saw me at a rally over the summer that I was invited to speak at. And I, I guess she saw me and then word got that I was looking for someone and they sent me her resume. I think some of the beauty and magic about having such a busy campaign cycle, right, is that we're going to run into, or maybe we have already run into a shortage of traditional campaign people. And we have to tap into the talent in the community, people who um, maybe never even understood that working in government or working in campaigns was a possibility for them. Um, and that seems to be the story of your campaign manager, your deputy campaign manager. I also have some men on my team who also are young and did not think that this is, this is a possibility, right? Like I have a young man right. who in his head was, was interested about politics, but just did not know how to even start the process to think about being involved. Even my lead volunteer, who's a, a sophomore in, in college, he goes to Iona, and he was just like, yeah, you just seems like an approachable person. He was like, I've never felt comfortable enough to be able to approach um, my electeds, and you just seem very personable. The, the other thing is like when you, when you work in government, um, 
or when you enter in government, you don't get paid. These aren't paid internships. So like, why is a kid who comes from a low income community, low income family going to take on and give like 20, 40 hours of their day uh, of their week um, for something that's unpaid? That's that's a hard balance. Right. And I think that and I'm happy you brought this up because this is something I've been really intentional about. So like I said, I don't like to fundraise, but but I'm intentional that people who want to support me, let's figure out how we can do something for them. Because here's the thing, you have to think about where your priorities are in your budget when you are running. And so I think it's about people having their priorities where they are because there's usually money in the budget, but it's mm-hmm. when you spend your money. And for me, being a city council member, that should, that's part of, part of your biggest responsibility is understanding a budget and where your priorities are because where your money goes is where your priorities are. And so I'm very intentional about that as well. And I was working at like a um, a mail firm or whatever, which is so interesting. And I got fired. <laughs> they like <laughs> what's a mail firm? So it's, so it's like basically when people do mailers, like it's like it's so that's why it's so interesting. And I'm thinking like how my life is so connected. Like it's people who like put in orders to do like big mailers. So like politicians, even now, they would like put in these big mail firms. And I was an administrative assistant there. So um, I took a job teaching government. Um, at Henry Street Settlement, and it was BGR, which is why I tell you my life is so connected because I was at BGR, and anybody who's from Lower East Side and knows BGR, they are a self-government model. And what I was teaching, Boys and Girls Republic, and it is part of Henry Street Settlement, and it's a community center. And in that program specifically, it was about teaching young people in the community um, about local politics. So literally, I was teaching kids about like the mayor, the controller, we had elections, we had a, in, in the community center, they have like a, a whole um, court, a whole courtroom. Like, and so that's what I did for a couple of years. So how are you taking this passion for youth development and bringing it to the city council? Like, what are your priorities then once, right, you, you get elected? What, what's your priority? What's part, what's going to be part of your agenda day one in terms of, in, in, in making sure that we empower you. I mean, I think it starts before then. Um, I was just talking to my team, so I was like, "No, we need we need more young people on the team." And they're like, "We got young people." I'm like, I'm, "I'm like, no, I need real young people." I'm like, "I need some high school students on this team. I need some young people here. They need to be a part of this process. They need to see what's going on." Um, so I think even before then, but you know, I mean, in general, my my priorities is really about coming in it and really doing an assessment of my district. Like it's a it's a very diverse and big district and making sure that we're doing evaluations of what needs to get done and assessing it from a new lens and making sure that, you know, what nonprofits are we, you know, giving discretionary money to how what services could we pumping in? Because that's the other thing, too. I'm a big component and believer that, you know, if you're not doing your job and if we have goals and tangible goals, we need to get them done. We need to make sure we have the right people doing them. So that's one of the first things I'm doing in common doing evaluations, assessments. And just because you've always been funded does not mean that you will continue to be funded if you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing and making those hard decisions. Because I'm really about changing our community and making sure we get what we deserve. And there's no weak links on this team. That's included in anybody we're funding. Althea Stevens. Yes. What's your outlook on this 2021 election? We have a lot of dynamic women running across the city and they are not playing. They came to play, honey. Um, So I'm excited about that. So that's one of my hopes. And I'm just also my other hope is um, on Election Day and Primary Day that, you know, we have a diverse group of legislators. I think that um, we've had a progressive 
uh, legislative body now, but I think we can go even further and push a much more aggressive agenda um, and, and, and more people focused. And I think that, you know, whoever's coming in, we have the opportunity to pick up where this um, council left off and push it even further. I was going to say, these are things in addition to you winning oh, your primary. Absolutely. I told you, I put this on my heart. Like, God <laughs> already told me this is happening, so I don't need to worry about that. I just need to do the work. That's all I got to focus on is the work. I mean, and uh, you've been dubbed as the woman <laughs> to beat in the Big 15, so I know. Um, I was like, you can't slack now. You can't oh slack God. now. And I want everybody <laughs> to know, me getting the love and support makes me work harder, right? I'm not that person who's like, oh, I got this in the bag. I'm like, no, I need to work harder because I don't take any of this for granted. And I sent everybody who donates to my campaign a thank you note. And it was like, wait, you write those yourself? I'm like, yes, I do not take anything or anyone for granted because who am I? I'm just mm -hmm. a small black girl from Harlem and, you know, single teen mom. Like, who, like that's who I am. Oh, I got to work harder because I'm not, I don't want to see the disappointment in people's eyes if I don't pull off what I'm supposed to pull off. Like that, that's crazy to me. Handwritten notes to your donors. That's insane. True story, girl. Cute. I love, by the way, I love your, um, now that you show your postcard, I love your art. It's, it's beautiful. It's great. I like, it has like the seventies vibe, which kind of goes back to this like old school thing. I'm so happy people get it. Like black power, groovy, soulful vibe. I need, I need things when people see it for it to feel like me. What are you fighting for, Althea Stevens? I'm fighting to change the perspective of people who don't think that everyone deserves a seat at the table. Also just fighting for things that we deserve and I, things that I don't think we should be fighting for. I don't think we should have to be having these conversations about affordable housing. I'm fighting for being able to not fight for things that we should be getting, right? Like I should not have to fight to mm -hmm. get after school programs and cure violence sites in my community. Those things should already be here. All right, Althea Stevens, thank you so Absolutely. much for your time. Thank you for stopping by the Gilded Pass. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Talk you soon. And I'm so excited about your podcast. And we're going to have a cross-podcast collaboration at some point. Ooh. So yeah. definitely talk soon.